0: Are NFT collectibles the future of trading cards or a big hype bubble that will soon pop? Over $8 billion is staked into Binance for Alien World's Trillium token. The Sandlot is coming to the NFT world. And speaking of baseball, Topps has finally gone major league and we'll be joined by William Quigley to discuss the most anticipated sports ball NFTs of the year. Conjugate the verb nifty, I nifty, you nifty, he nifties, she nifties, we nifty, you nifty, they nifty, zer nifties. It's the Nifty News, episode number 46 of The Nifty Show. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those Crypto Kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. The lock the load, it's so ready, set, go. It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy, the Nifty Show. It's Nifty Show number 46, covering all things in the world of NFTs and digital collectibles. You might recognize these voices from another podcast. This is Joel Kahn. And I am Travis
1: Wright. You may not have recognized my voice because I hadn't spoken yet.
0: Well, now they know who you are. Now, now I have spoken. But maybe you, you know may
1: not even hear my voice. So that's okay either.
0: You know, have you noticed this, is, so you this is not called the bad NFT podcast because when it comes to NFTs, we're not bad.
1: We're actually, yeah, we're pretty solid.
0: Yeah. We got these de- things down. Pretty decent after, you know, going down this, uh, this rabbit hole here for three and a half years and creating our own since... January of 2020, uh, now with six successful launches under our belts, over a million dollars, well, close to a million dollars in retail sales and something like four million in secondary market sales. We actually know one or two things.
1: Yeah, we've minted now, um, uh, closing in on about a a million NFTs, which is crazy to think about. Who's minted more NFTs than that? Diane.
0: Jimmy? Jimmy has not.
1: Jimmy has not. Okay. Hey, this, ad, this podcast is sponsored by no one because we do not want ads on this show.
0: Yeah, no ads. Well, we are the sponsors. You are the listeners. You are the community. We're glad you're here. And let's go to Coingecko.com and click on the NFT tab up at the top. Uh, and you can kind of see here they've sectioned off the top 100 NFT coins by market capitalization, the total NFT market cap of the coins that they're covering is almost, almost $30 billion. And so uh, NFT dominance versus all coins is now at 1.3% and uh, still at number one. W- Where does by- it show
1: that? Oh, wow. I do see that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. Theta has a 42% dominance of it all.
0: Which is amazing because they haven't really even done NFTs yet, but they're coming and it's a big network. Uh, they are a video streaming one.
1: platform. It's not an NFT platform, but they're doing NFTs. So, what, right. whatever.
0: I don't think it belongs there, but it's there. Uh, Engine Coin does belong there, $3.14. Chili's, Decentraland Flow, Ecomi is uh, after its big run, uh, is still standing at about 0.008 cents Alien Worlds, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth uh, when we get to the story about them, is at $0.51. Origin Protocol, Red Fox Labs, $0.34. Number 10 is Sand. Uh, Wax at $0.27.5. As of Tuesday, the 13th of April, uh, 2021, that is Eastern Daylight Time. You'll notice I will no longer give Mountain Times because I no longer am in the mountains. Yeah. I'm almost no more, no longer in Florida because as of um, tomorrow, I will be flying to Puerto Rico. You're going to be at the
1: same time zone though, right? Eastern time.
0: Well, it changes. I think that they're the same time all year, but when it goes to daylight savings, then Puerto Rico is one hour ahead of the East coast.
1: Wow. That means I could like sleep in late if I'm there and like still be up early. Right. That's pretty handy. All right, check this out. So there's a few coins that have done some magical dances this past week. Playcent is one that I have not heard of, and I'm going to go research it now. It's P-L-A-Y-C-E-N-T. It's the P-C-N-T token, up 143% this past week.
0: Can I say I'm just really glad that it wasn't called the placenta?
1: <laughs> That's true. That'd be gross.
0: <laughs> That's the uh, smallest unit of playcent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay then. Nifty is another one that was up 110 this past week, up to thirty four dollars. That's the NIF token. Unilayer, L A Y E R, that was up to sixty eight percent this past week. Punk Basic up forty five percent. Punk Basic one Punk Basic token is worth forty three thousand dollars. Like. How many are those total? I don't even know. That's crazy. There can't
0: can't be many because the total market has only got to be like 10 because, let's see, circulating supply, maximum supply, 99, that's that's it.
1: Which is funny because I remember I told you the other day I had a dream that we did a token and there was only 21 of them in existence. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's this guy doing 99 of them in existence. Like, that's got to be crazy.
0: I'm going to make one token. I'm going (laughs) to create a crypto, an NFT And make it a token, and if you want to buy that NFT, you own the full supply of that token. Brilliant. That's
1: great. There you go. Here's another one, Superbird, I've not heard of. Hello, bird. Uh, Up 34%, up to $1.78. Items, the Arte token, ARTE, up 28%, and then Engine NFT protocol, some of these other ones. Coin Artist is in the top 100 now. She is brilliant. Was it Marguerite? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's up. That's about $2.70-something cents. So check us out. There's a whole bunch of these that I've never heard of that I'm going to go do some research on now that maybe you guys want to do it. That's how we go. Hey, I'm not going to tell you which tokens to do research. I'm not going to tell you which ones to buy, but I will tell you which ones to go research. How about that?
0: Right on. And join our Discord because that's where a lot of research conversation is happening at badco.in forward slash discord. You can get into the the general hero lobby uh, at no cost if you want to get access to all the member stuff. You need 50 hero token. And uh, I think those are sitting at around, I don't know, 12 cents or so. You can get those on Uniswap and then you get access to all of the things uh, there's an article that I spotted yesterday on ZDNet.com. ZD stands for Ziff Davis. During the golden age of computing, Ziff Davis was the leading publisher of computer magazines. They were all over the newsstands. I don't know that if they still publish any physical magazines on paper. You know, for those of you that are you know, under 10 years old, then you might have to ask your parents about what those are. Uh, But the article here is, are NFT collectibles, the new trading cards, or a hype bubble soon to burst? Uh, Because, you know, they've become a hot commodity with artists, musicians, sports people, entrepreneurs, lots of people are making a lot of money. And so Eileen Brown questions, will things burst? And the the reason I came across this article is because I have Google Alerts set up for blockchain heroes. And sure enough, there is a paragraph in here that uh, announces Upland has announced a partnership with digital collectible card creator Blockchain Heroes that enable blockchain gamers to buy, sell, and trade in-game characters as NFTs on other digital marketplaces through the Upland platform. It's not really accurate, but I don't expect a lot of accuracy from mainstream media when they're talking about NFTs.
1: Yeah, well, they, they did do some interesting data. They they uh, partnered up with um, a consumer opinion company called People Say, and they asked, was it 30,000 Americans and a little over 6,000 Brits? What they think about NFTs, and according to this, 42% of Americans have no clue what an NFT is, compared to 59% of the of the Brits. Uh, 34% say they're somewhat aware in America. 24% say they're quite aware in America. Over in uh, in Britland, 18% are quite aware, quite aware, and 23% are somewhat aware. So just looking at that, you can see at least roughly 50% of those people who were you know asked they're somewhat aware
0: the however author.
1: how many of those people are on an on a on an opinion site called people say those are probably some tech savvy people so i bet if you even sort of reach out to some less tech savvy people they're going to go nf who
0: huh right nf uh, what the nf what 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 oh my so the author of the article says as a brit i'm firmly in the skeptical camp believing the nft bubble will burst one day i prefer to own tangible traditional assets that i can hold in my hands that's okay she doesn't get it and that's fine um usually you know the innovators and the early adopters and the pioneers are the ones that understand it's not going away gang it's not a fad we have seen a reasonable pullback in the price that people are getting on the secondary market for NBA Top Shots and for uh, artwork on Nifty Gateway because the hype just drove a lot of speculators in just for quick flips. So that's always going to happen at the beginning of a hype cycle. And when that slows, it's not the bubble bursting. It's coming back to where it should be.
1: I agree. And that's, that's um, it, it is very interesting. I think there is a bubble when it comes to Ethereum-based NFTs, but we're going to start seeing a lot more of digital plus physical, where the digital item is connected to the physical item that proves you own that physical item and also tracks inventory of things, right? We're going to start seeing a lot, a lot of interesting things popping up with NFT commerce, which hasn't even begun yet. Um, I, I think I bought the domain name six months ago, seven months ago. But I do believe that uh, NFT commerce will be a thing. Imagine you can have a tied database with one item; it has an NFT connected to it. Multiple websites can try to sell that item. Once that item sold and that NFT is no longer available, boom! That item is off of everybody's marketplace. There's a company called um, Splift, which is uh, it's 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 Shop X is the crypto for it. And they're going to be doing some really stuff they're already partnered with shopify and and um some other of these commerce sites i think there's a a lot of exciting stuff to happen on this that has yet to begin so a lot of this stuff has yet to even get rolling out we're in the very first phase of the hype cycle and then the hype's going to kind of die down and then what we're going to see is more and more stuff sort of popping up around it and uh we're going to more innovation just like whenever the bubble burst with the first web boom, right, in 99, 2000, what happened in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, right? A whole bunch of new stuff got innovated. So we're going to start seeing a lot of that.
0: The article here on Daily Coin is titled, Is the NFT Craze Over? So I'm going to say yes to that. That's not the same thing as a bubble. The craze, just the, the word itself, craze, from the word crazy, insane means that it is the people are reacting in an unhealthy, emotional way. And that's not how people should be looking at NFTs, uh, as unhealthy and emotional. We should be looking at them for what they are, amazing ways to tokenize um, programmable media of all kinds. And so when we see the height of the craze, uh, weekly NFT trading volume reached 196 Million people sold his piece for 69 million, and, and we're seeing prices come back down to earth. I'm good with the craze being over, but here's how I know it's not a fad if all you have to do is look at and examine on any social media platform all of the niche groups, every musician, every band, every sports league, most popular athletes, every comedian, every brand, and so on and so on has. A a fan base has a target audience. And all you have to do is develop, uh, create NFTs that are quality that that target audience will want and they will buy it. They don't care if the rest of the world is freaking out on a Beeple piece or if people bought GPK cards or blockchain heroes. They want the pieces that go with their particular idol right they want their band their their uh, comedian their movie or tv show i don't care how hyped up nfts get in any arena if you tell fans of the office uh, which i am one that there are going to be an nft collectible set with you know the best clips of you know with a category of that's what she said cards you know of uh, michael scott saying that i'm going to line up to buy that and so will millions of others
1: yep It's only just begun, folks. The initial hype is, as Joel mentioned, probably reaching a crescendo, but um, we're just beginning. And I think it is a healthy little thing. It's like, oh, here's the first little blip, but just like with Bitcoin, you notice that first little sort of Bitcoin bull run? Oh, and then it goes down. And then like, you look back a couple years later and that was just a blip. You can hardly even see that it was a bump. We're gonna get there. This is a future trillion dollar, multi-trillion dollar industry, most likely. And, you know, everything that's a physical item is going to have a digital counterpart to it. That's, <laughs> you might not see it, but that's most likely what's going to happen. Maybe not everything will be one, but there'll be a lot of them that are connected to these NFTs. It's almost going to be like your receipt. Your receipt of buying something is kind of going to be an NFT. You own it. Like, like do I need a donut? Do I, if I go buy my donut? Do I need a receipt? No, I don't need a receipt, but they give you one. I do not need a paper transa- for this transaction. Uh but uh that's that's an old Mitch Hedberg thing.
0: It don't do matter.
1: Put ink into this. Let's give me a donut.
0: Missed my pun. It don't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Said it again because it was worth it. It got the laugh. I'm there good go. with it. So one of the things we've talked about is featured in this article here on decrypt.co. By the way, you can see links to all of the articles we reference in this episode at nifty.show forward slash forty six.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we talked about some of these things here. So this this is, a, this is a piece right here on Decrypt is about breaking them apart. The next big thing in NFTs, it says decentralized autonomous organizations and fractional purchasing are the next latest developments in the red-hot NFT market. Well, think about it like this. You know, maybe it's like, okay, here's a Beeble, and maybe we all want to own one one-hundredth of it, right? And so maybe they'll be able to do that. But what I kind of think, maybe not even breaking them up, one of the things I think is going to be the biggest thing is – pooling their funds and pooling their NFTs into a NFT index fund type of a thing. We're going to start seeing more and more of that. Uh, we saw, we've seen, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the whale token and, uh, what is he crypto whale sharks, is his name? Yeah. And, uh, he has a lot of those and, uh, he's got an NFT pool where a bunch of all these NFTs are in and, uh, it's, it's fascinating how valuable his token is. So imagine pooling in a bunch of very valuable NFTs, almost like you might do like, oh, I'm going to pool in a Van Gogh and I'm going to put in a Monet and I'm going to put in a Picasso and maybe a Da Vinci piece of these these art pieces in this pool and then everybody can own a piece of that. How much would that token be worth if you were able to fractionalize some of those great painters? Well, the same thing can happen in digital and uh, we're going to see more and more of that.
0: We will. Uh, To the point that, you know, we've already – you know, spun off this show from the live Nifty show where we do interviews. In fact, there's so much to talk about that we've actually got an interview coming in this show too. There's going to be so many things to talk about. Just like on Bad Crypto, we can't cover all the coins. There's way too many. There's just too many projects. And the same thing in the NFT space is there's no way for us to keep up to date. But we appreciate you guys you know, keeping us posted, you can email us anytime at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com and let us know if projects that you find, we don't have time to reply to everybody. It's a lot of email. So it doesn't mean we don't like your project. It just means that there's just too much content. But uh, in, you know, special instances, we do reach out and, uh, you know, because it piques our interest. We always want to cover things that are interesting to us. Like this next story here, we've been covering Blankos. Um, which is Mythical Games, a uh, fun block party game, oh, for months now, but when they were in beta and we had, you know, guy from Mythical on the show, on the Nifty Show, and they are finally planning to launch their NFT marketplace, so that if you bought blancos within the game, you'll be able to sell them and cash out. For those that don't know, it's kind of like a platformer game with mini games and people can build their own games in it. And the blancos themselves are these vinyl characters, you know, in a 3D world, they're called Blankos. They're, they're kind of cute and, and fun to, to have. And, and uh, I've been collecting them. How about you?
1: I, you know what I have a few of them as well, some of those early on. I was actually logging in. I think they did a a new sale recently with some uh, with some of those new Blancos pieces or whatever. They're really cool looking i I would love to see some blockchain heroes sort of reimagined as this and it's fun to run around in the world and I've done it a couple of times and then I was like, all right, now what do I do? But it's sort of like I guess didn't Zach describe it kind of like, how you can do a kind of a free run around in a Fortnite or something and kind of just interact with folks?
0: Yeah, and there's games and the people build the games in the space. So it's got a sandbox type of element to it. But, you know, now you're, they're at the place here where they're going to allow people to start buying, selling, and trading the characters that they have in the game. And I'm going to be really interested to follow that and see what they go for. I've got a few of the founders, Blancos characters, and, and I'm wondering, you know, if there's going to be a, a nice secondary market for those or not. We oh, shall see. Huh? We shall indeed. Uh, let's cover this story here about our friends at Alien Worlds. We had uh, uh, Michael Yeats on the uh, Nifty Show most recently. He's been on now three times um, to talk about Alien Worlds. And I, I got to confess, in the beginning, when I saw Alien Worlds, I thought, okay, this is interesting. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't see their overall roadmap for where the game was going, and I wasn't sure if it would succeed or not. Well, It's wildly successful, and there's hardly much of a game right now. You know, you can buy the packs, you can get the cards, you can own some land, get some tools, and you can mine on these different planets and earn TLM, which is Trillium. Well, this story published on their medium a few days ago that over $8 billion has been staked into Binance for Trillium, making it the largest decentralized app in the world, but here's what's happened since then. They've gone live on Binance Smart Chain and people are, tens of millions of dollars are trading hands right now.
1: Fun known, little known fact. So my brother's name is William and I'm Travis. And I'm, I, I think back in like 2000, I bought a domain named Trillium.com. Spelled a little different, T R. I L L I A M or something, and uh, we did a little site. We had a little fun for a little while, and then he was disinterested, and so the domain went away. But uh, yeah, <laughs> eight billion dollars staked yeah, for trillion, really, for for a decentralized game. What? That's it a made, lot.
0: it made the market cap crazy. So here's what happened, to my knowledge, is they were going to allow people to port their TLM into from their WAX wallet into either a Binance wallet or a um, Ethereum wallet. And then as of um, last night, uh, allegedly you would be able to trade for cash monies. And I never thought this trillion would amount to much of anything, but apparently last week before the official Exchanging opened up, and their their teleport system um, opened up to move your funds from one chain to another. Some were able to to put some onto the exchange, and they were selling for like six bucks a, a TLM, which is ludicrous because that would which value made my portfolio
1: look ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: oh what? Oh man, I'm super baller now. Uh.
0: It would basically value this game that is in its very early stages as more than epic mega games, which is Fortnite and all of their other properties. So, ridiculous, right? Even now,
1: though... This is some serious bubble prices, man. This this does remind me of, like, Pets.com back in the internet days.
0: Mm -hmm. Right now, as of this recording, the market cap for TLM at 51 cents a TLM is $634 million, okay? Now, here's what happened. The exchange opened up. People were, as it slowly allowed people to teleport their TLM from WAX into Binance or on Ethereum, an instant sell-off took place. In a matter of minutes, the price went from $6 to about $1.50, and people started freaking out. And here's the thing, gang, you have to take responsibility for your investments and you have to do your research. Somebody out there was hyping up this coin. Uh, and so people went and bought it. They spent their hard-earned money investing in this coin. Now, I'm not saying whether it's a good investment or not in the long term. I think Alien Worlds is going to do really well, personally. They're they on to something. Uh, but people were buying this coin for six bucks and then... The dump, that what they didn't do was stop to look and see how many millions of them were waiting to be dumped in the marketplace by people who were basically earning them for next to nothing by mining it for free in the game. And so it was very predictable. Here's what's not predictable. As of this recording, Travis, it's only at 51 cents. I figured that the dump would have taken it down to about a dime and it did not. So there's some strength here.
1: There's some strength, no dump to the dime. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's interesting for me was that, okay, I remember we had this conversations and then, um, we, we had, we had Mike on the show and then, so I, I was like, all right, well I'm going to go ahead and mine some of this. And I, I've mined six figures worth of this Trillium stuff. Right. And just like, uh, just having it do its own thing in the app. I, just, I think I staked some cards and was doing some thing, and it was just doing this stuff all on its own. And so think of all the other people who are doing that. You think they got like, they had like a hundred thousand tokens and you think they're really worth six bucks a piece when you just mine them off of the site and you like, you just really just going to be gifted $600,000 out of the blue. No, right. That's not that's the ship of opportunity does not sell that close to you, my friends. So yeah, the reason it was so high was because very people, very few people could actually get it out of the system and over to where it needed to go. So there was a very, few, there was very few available and people were buying them and the price went up to $6, but really is, it's probably worth about 10, 15 cents when all said and done, but who that knows? Ain't I'm, not, working. I'm not an NFT economist.
0: That's the way you do it. <laughs> you make your money on your NFTs. Yeah, That ain't working. Tom Brady is joining the NFT party. I know Travis and our producer, Aaron are thrilled to hear that big fans of Tom Brady, not fans of the Kansas city chiefs at all. And uh, (laughs) that is a lie. Uh, He is launching an NFT platform called autograph. What's that about?
1: Yeah. It's going to bring some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment and fashion and pop culture, probably influencers as well uh, to work with creators to develop these uh, unique digital collectibles. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a great name. I don't even know what the the name of the website is going to be Is autograph Autograph autograph.io is the website. And, um, you know, it looks like they're going to be doing some stuff on, on uh, Ethereum. Maybe they'll do some other stuff on some other blockchains. But, I mean, that's just what it is. You know that, that Tom Brady's going to be done playing football eventually. But uh, he <laughs> actually has – Tom Brady has the most expensive trading card in football history. His rookie card sold for $2.25 million. That was autographed. And, um, and is pre- the previous number one most expensive football card of all time was – Another rookie card of his that sold for like 1.32 million. So the two highest football cards of all time are signed by Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. And, um, also a piece of trivia. Do you remember the band, the rock band from the eighties, the hair band autograph. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them?
1: Uh, you know, I do remember
0: them. What's their big song? They had one song. Well, that was my next question to see if you had it. It was, turn up the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That I, was,
1: the... I, I was on the tip of my tongue, but I could not remember it.
0: There you go. Another story here from the sports world. I think you put this in here about Luke Garza. Luca, what's that?
1: So check this out. For years, college students, college athletes are not able to make money on their likeness, Right. They could make no money from their jersey sales. They make no salary. Uh, you know, some of the and, – and, and some would say, hey, that's what keeps the, the level field playing, field, you know, sort of even. Well, you have some teams that throughout time have always sort of un, have under the table paid athletes and stuff, and there's been a lot of schools that have been caught doing that. And then you have like Adidas doing sort of – and Nike doing sort of deals with some of these athletes. But it's been generally frowned upon in this establishment to uh, to, to get, uh, you know, revenue from your likeness. And I think with NFTs, uh, that changes the game a little bit. But also, the NCAA has sort of released, has, has lowered some of those restrictions over time. And so, Luca Garza, who is, uh, he plays basketball for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He was a college basketball player of the year, and uh, he has launched – his own nft and uh on, on open seas the very first uh athlete ever to to actually do that which i thought was was uh, very innovative and i think it's cool because you know a lot of these athletes they're struggling they're not making no money and then if they don't make it to the league but they did somewhat decent in in college but they, they made no money yeah they got they got a scholarship, but. A lot of these schools are making, you know, a lot of these schools are making hundreds of millions of dollars on on their school their basketball programs. Like Duke and KU, University of Kansas, where I where I went, you know, Kentucky, UCLA, some of these big schools, Michigan, Michigan State, they're making a lot of money. Football players are making so these these college football programs are making so much money, and none of it goes back to the student athletes. So, I think it's interesting.
0: That ain't right. By the way, those of you who are watching the video version, sorry that I forgot to turn my screen share on for the stories. Been telling you stories this whole time, and all you've had to look at is us. Yeah. So my my Oops. apologies to uh, to you for that. Here's a story from Decrypt. Christie's former rainmaker brings NFT to fine art collectors. This is the former co-chair who's going to oversee the sale of an animated artwork by Erz Fisher. This is called Chaos Number 1 Human NFT. Uh, it looks like there's a ball with a lighter stuck into it.
1: That guy was stoned when he came up with that one.
0: It's an egg. Oh, it's, it's an egg. egg. It it was it's, like, a, it, man, it's an animation. My
1: lighter. Somebody, take my,
0: somebody took my lighter. Oh, whoa, it's stuck in the egg, dude. There it whoa. is. There's the animated version of it right there. This is, uh, this is modern art. Uh, in a nutshell, right here, gang. Look, if people can be paid to be an art critic, I can be an art critic, an amateur art critic. And I can say, I I don't get it. I don't particularly care for it. I don't know why it's art. Is that, can I say, I don't need your permission to say it, damn it. That's what I'm going to say. I'm like, all right. Um, Urs
1: is like, hey man, don't be harsh in my gig, bro. This don't be is my eggs. in
0: my egg art that I did. Okay, look while at this. Smoking some kush. The egg and lighter NFT is a shrine to the power of humans, Fisher explained to Decrypt. Fire and the fertilization of eggs were once purely natural processes, but humans conquered both. Fire fits in our pockets, and our eggs come from battery farms. The egg is such an absolute and stunning perfection. There are not many like it in nature. Okay. Yep, he was stoned.
1: Look at him. He was high <laughs> as shit.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick. You muted yourself, man. Let's yeah, buy I, over there
1: yourself, man.
0: I don't know. Okay, whatever. There's only one of these, and you can buy it as an auction. The egg on
1: lighter, it. bro. Come on, man. Fire in our pocket. Eggs, eggs in our fridge, dude. It's totally cool. You know what else is cool? It wasn't killing it. The Winklevoss twins. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, they have uh, got. They've they've snagged some real estate in the metaverse called the Sandbox. And um, just a quick, just an FYI, we do work with Animoca Brands, and uh, the Sandbox is owned by Animoca. We're big fans of those guys over there. They're killing it. Sandbox.game is the site. Uh, and, uh, and this thing's taking off.
0: All right, let's talk baseball because if you remember the film. From sandbox to Sandlot. Yeah, I meant to do that in a way that I didn't think about. The, uh, <laughs> the 28th anniversary of the film The Sandlot. Uh, hap- just happened and there is a series of cards coming out on uh, wax called the boys of summer boys of summer dot cards. We're actually going to have two of the actors, um, Grant Gelt and uh, the other dude, Victor
1: squint Do we get squints? Is he coming on the show?
0: Uh, we get uh, Bertram Grover weeks and Timmy Timmons are the, the two uh, actors. The adults are going to be joining us on Fridays. Nifty show squints, uh, okay. squints was, uh, Chauncey Lep- Lepardi. Okay. Is he the, you're killing me. So no, Michael
1: squints. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get squints. We don't get the, who was the fat one who was like, you're killing
0: me. Smalls. I don't remember. we'll, we'll see if one of the we'll, we'll just look at our guests and see what guys, the fat little kid. I think Timmy Timmons, I think that
1: was the guy who, um, I think who borrowed his the 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 Babe Ruth baseball from his stepdad, who was Dennis Leary, I think.
0: So I think that are, was Timmy
1: Timmons. I'm not sure though.
0: They've got behind the scenes photos, and they're you know without the studio, right? This hey is look, he got studio. a KC
1: hat on. He's got a Kansas City Monarchs hat on right over there. That's nice.
0: There you go. So they're yeah. going to be on the show on Friday. But the the big baseball story is this one: is that tops. The granddaddy of all digital of all collectible cards is finally announced that they're bringing Major League Baseball to the NFT world on Wax blockchain, and the sale happens on the uh, the twentieth of April. And guess what, Trav? We have a conversation with William Quigley of Wax to tell us more about it. Mm, Looking forward to this. Here goes. As we said, gang, Wax is going major, major league. The long awaited announcement has come from Tops, the king daddy of trading cards. Yes. You know, for 70 years, they've had baseball cards, maybe longer. And now they are going live on Tops. And here to discuss it with us is the one and only inimitable William Quigley of Wax. Hello, good sir. Nice to see you again.
2: Hey guys, uh, it's always good to see you guys. But every couple months, we uh, yeah. we do this.
0: Yeah, this is big news. This is huge news. This is you know, there's been some big brands that have come to wax, uh, Capcom, Atari, Dead Mouse. Uh, but I gotta say, when we're talking collectibles, I don't think there's anything bigger in the space than Major League Baseball.
2: No, there's not. Uh, and you know what I liked about baseball versus basketball is basketball's got I think like eighty four games a year, uh, you know. Uh, baseball's one hundred and sixty two, I think. Uh, but you know, you really double, right? And uh, a big part of the secondary market trading of these cards is it's sort of like fantasy, right? The fantasy games. Uh, a, the, the secondary market responds to perceptions about the players. And uh, uh, if you can do that for many more months, uh, it's a lot more fun to collect um, MLB cards.
1: I've always thought so too. You know, it's like, I like the NBA, but I go through and I watch these moments on NBA top shot and I'm like, okay, how many dunks and three pointers do I need to see? They are all kind of the same right after a while. You know what I mean? It seems to me like, highlights are gonna lend itself more towards NFL, maybe more so than NBA. But when you're talking about digital cards and digital collectibles, I mean, just even physical cards, you immediately go and you start thinking about baseball cards and thinking about tops. They've been doing this for 70 years.
2: It was, it's no accident, the first uh, application of the wax packs, pack opening concept for NFTs was, was tops because I, when I was younger, collected baseball cards. My uh, younger brother collected uh, garbage pail kids, and uh, uh, I was like, "Wouldn't it be cool to have wax packs on a blockchain?" And and you guys may know this, I don't know, but wax packs are what you call the 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 physical trading card packs. Yeah, because
1: they're sealed with wax. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's wax packs. And so I I just thought that was all super cool. And, you know, it took a bit of time to get them to go, we're talking like uh, 2019, when we approached them, it took them a while for them to go, maybe this is an interesting area. And as you know, they've just um, announced that they were getting acquired by a SPAC. Uh, And uh, uh, for over a billion dollars, I believe part of the excitement in the public markets around the TOPS asset is the fact that they're doing uh, interesting stuff on blockchain with with NFTs and with WAX.
0: What I like is, you know, uh, Travis has been talking for some time how he's a fan of the Bunt app which is their uh, their mobile app. And we were wondering for the longest time, are they just going to repurpose the Bunt app cards? Or are they going to do original stuff? And uh, Trav, you, you're saying that they look original, yeah?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for example, I don't know. I, I've spent, I, I don't know how much money I've spent. I know I've spent at least a couple of grand on, on, on MLB Bunt, and they just launched their new MLB Bunt 21. And you can access it on your iPad or your, or your uh, Android or iOS device. And here's some of the cards that they put out. They've had some very beautiful cards. A lot of cards they had that have been very super animated cards. They're just really cool. Like, I think one version of this one right here card is is, is actually an animated card. These are all – so they put, they're they putting out a lot of different styles of cards on MLB Bunt. Like, every at, every single week, it seems, they have a new – sort of system a new card set maybe it's a small set of a 10 or and they have multiple variations of the cards i've been playing with this for a long time and i just keep thinking like man i don't know how i don't know how much value that i have stuck in my mlb bunt that if they were able to turn those in nfts i'd be able to i know i'd probably have several thousand dollars worth those in it because they're so cool so many i got this super rare derek jeter one that's so awesome an animated card and and now they're bringing this kind of stuff over on blockchain, right?
2: Yeah, and and one of the reasons I was excited about uh, MLB cards, the Topps MLB cards, was because of what they had already done in the digital area, and and but keep in mind their digital business is still small, you know, and 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 I think you had a bunch of hardcore physical card collectors, and then now you're going to have hardcore blockchain collectors because blockchain uh, NFT collectors are, uh, they may be you know, small in numbers right now, but they are big buyers. And, and the digital part of it, it never seemed to get big enough. Uh, and uh, this is true of a lot of different brands. I, I feel like part of the reason is um, if something's trapped in an app, you know, um, it's just, it's not the same thing as Uh-oh. as as we all know. It's like con- you're,
1: you're able to consume it, but you're not able then to resell it or gain any value. It's actually like, it's kind of a, a a suck for your money. It's a vacuum. It's like it's pulling in my money, but I can't pull it out, even though I got some cool things, but I can't do anything with them or sell them to anyone. Some people are trying just to sell on them on eBay, but that's dangerous too.
0: I just had an idea for a children's book that teaches – um, kids about nfts it's called help i'm trapped in an app right <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole idea is hey this is why this is inferior but look what nfts can do you can break out of that app there junior and have digital collectibles okay so MLB's doing this thing the launch is on the 20th is that a, is that tuesday or wednesday uh let's see it today's the
1: is... 13th so it'd be the 20th so that would be tuesday
0: on a Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and you can actually go now. Travis is going to pull up the uh, the screen there to uh, take a look at it. This is
1: on.wax.io forward slash tops MLB. Or if you don't remember that, just go on Google or Doug, uh, Doug, go and type in MLB tops NFT wax. And we'll pull, pull this tied up here for you. It's a new era in baseball card collecting.
2: It is indeed. Uh you know NFTs as as baseball cards, and now that everybody is thinking about NFTs, a lot of brands, obviously like Topps, wanted to see is there a fit for us. I think because of the decades-long um, uh, experience that Topps has with MLB, uh, and that's you know that that kind of nostalgia that you're bringing back from from you know, even the forties and fifties, this is one of the reasons why I think these are unique because you've just got this storied brand and a brand that people have been using for uh, purposes of collecting and trading and speculating. And you're just turning it into uh, a tokenized property. And uh, I've been talking to a lot of people the last couple of days about the difference between uh, digital and, and token, right? And, and this is uh, uh, something that I, I kind of took for granted that everybody got it, but um, it reminds me of my, my days when I was first trying to promote Tether, you know, the tokenized dollar. And people said, but dollars are already digitized, William. What good is, what's, what's beneficial about about what you're doing? And I'm like, oh, you don't know the difference between the tokenization and digitization. And as we just talked about here, when you digitize something, uh, it can be copied by anybody. Uh, you really can't track any ownership rights and uh, it's generally not yours. It's it's trapped within a video game, trapped within an app. Uh, NFTs are yours. You buy them, they're your property. You're allowed to trade them at will and you're allowed to resell them. And And of course, NFTs are also they're 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 microcomputers, something I think uh, a lot of people have this notion right now that an NFT is a is a piece of of it's an image it's a piece of art. Probably a lot of that comes from all the mm. uh, overpriced stuff being sold on Ethereum. But NFTs in my mind are uh, they're a new entertainment format, and uh, they're powered with with. Uh, a computer and anything you can do or think about being done in software, an NFT can do, and so it's going to be far more, far more creativity you're going to see with with NFTs in the future, and uh, uh, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, ultimately augmented reality NFTs, and those will come. Maybe not in six months, but but you know, uh, within a
1: year, I suspect on Wax potentially.
2: 100 percent!
1: Nice, yeah, because we saw we saw the uh, the uh, the VV app uh, by Ecomi and the the OMI token, and that thing went from. It, it was an interesting thing that we noticed on this on this coin that for whatever reason the the market cap was never calculated on CoinGecko because it was a it was a one to one um, to it was uh, paired with USDT, but it never showed how many coins were in circulation. So and then the coin just kept going up and going up. Next thing you know, it's $2.5 billion market cap on this thing. And I was like, Whoa, 2. no, 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 no. That's going to tank. And now it's like 1.3 billion. It's lost about 50% of the value, but I saw it. I went, that, There's no way that's worth 2.5 billion at this point when wax is worth 400 million and they've been doing all this other stuff. There's no way I want. I, I've been, I've told your story about, programmable media, the smart contracts or, you know, and I really think it is, it's advanced media. I call it advanced media, next level media. It can be video, images, text, audio, links, AR, VR, 360. It can be, you know, anything that you can imagine media to do that can be programmable. But I want you to talk about on this show about IPFS and why that's so important because a lot of these NFTs are going on Ethereum. They're hosting them on Amazon or they're hosting them on some other web server, and then you get this, oh, NFT asset not found anymore because they moved the site. And so talk about why IPFS is so important.
2: Yeah. So thank you uh, uh, for for that kind of background, because I think it's helpful for anybody who's going to be a collector. Uh, So first of all, we will dispel the myths of NFTs. And one is that uh, it is a media file, an image, a video, uh, a piece of music that is stored on the blockchain, and uh, while technically you could store a media file on a blockchain, uh, let's just, for sake of, of argument here, just say no one's ever going to do that for a whole bunch of uh, design reasons. It, it wouldn't wouldn't really work and it wouldn't scale. So, uh, but most people maybe they're starting to get it now, but most people still, particularly Ethereum NFT owners, didn't realize, maybe now they're starting to realize, is that those media files, that image they're looking at, is being stored uh, on someone's server. Could be stored, maybe it's could be stored in, a, in someone's data center, but a, an individual or a company controls that. So you've got this token that you think is yours, that's decentralized, but, The reason you want the token is because it's linked to an image or linked to a video, but but that image is being kept by some guy on his server. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if that company or that person stops paying his server bill uh, or just for any other reason decides to disable access of that token, being able to read that file somewhere on a private server, you now have a uh, an NFT and it's it's a 404 error, right? It's just blank. And uh, when we decided to create the WAX blockchain in 2017, we of course were aware that we had to make sure that the files, the media files that would be attached to the NFTs could survive, you know, WAX going and leaving or going out of business and, 50 years, whatever it is, I mean, we want these blockchains to last until, you know, the sun burns out. And so when you think that way, you immediately jump to, well, we we need a distributed file system where you're not dependent on any one, on any one entity, preferably uh, distributed and decentralized. And so we chose the interplanetary file system, shorthand is IPFS, and we put all of our images, any media file associated with an NFT on IPFS. And that means, of course, that it's, um, it's, it's definitely, if you own that NFT, you will always be able to access your file because you're not uh, dependent on any one server to render that for you. You, you. With the IPFS system, it's essentially spread among hundreds of thousands or millions of nodes. And to me, that's fundamental to, to the value of an NFT. And yet, uh, I would say definitely two months ago, maybe even still today, almost all NFTs on Ethereum were, were stored in someone's server.
0: Yeah. And so what, let me ask you this. What would it take to, you know, let's say we, we upload our NFTs on uh, pinata.cloud, that's our access to IPFS, yeah. Um, and Pinata Cloud, let's say their site goes down, they go offline, they decide, hey, we're done. What happens to our NFTs?
2: Well, here's the thing. When you talk, uh, if you want to get, uh, uh, I guess it's good to get a little bit technical here. Uh, IPFS, of course, it's like a blockchain. Who directly accesses the blockchain? Most people don't. They they use some interface tool, right? Either their ledger wallet or they go to a, 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 an explorer, right? And that's how they do it. So there's an interface that doesn't negate the fact that if you wanna go directly, you can, right? So if you're going through a, uh, an interface and, and, and most people want to uh, who are developers because it's easier, uh, you would use like, let's say Pinata. Uh, that's okay to me because um, it's sort of like saying, I'm gonna have a, uh, a copy of some piece of software on my laptop, and that's what I use every day. But I also have a copy on a hard drive stored in a salt mine. Now it may take me a day or two to get there uh, if my laptop breaks down, but I know I'm resilient. I'll have a little delay, but I will be able to get my piece of software if I need to. So I say what you're doing with Pinata, having just a, a, a very easy to use interface on IPFS is great. And for 99% or 99.99% of the time, it's, uh, it's fine. But uh, your images are still on IPFS.
0: So even if that site goes down, our images aren't gonna disappear.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. So let's talk specifically about the uh, MLB sale. There are two kinds of packs. Um, They're all pre-minted standard packs with six cards for five bucks. And there is 50,000 of them. And then 24,090, a nice even number of premium packs with uh, how many cards is that? 45 cards for a hundred dollars. So how many unique cards are in the set? Or how many unique players I should say? Is the whole league in there? Is this a full set of cards for 2021?
2: It's, it's pretty far. It's, 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 I don't think it's every single one, and there reasons why Tops didn't do every, every ball player. But uh, uh, there's about, I think, uh, it's about 1900 templates. So 1900 mm. uh, distinct uh, images or, or uh, uh, card types. And from those, as you guys know, we apply scarcity and rarity uh, templates, and uh, we get to therefore about 1.3 million uh, distinct NFTs.
1: Yeah, I just did. The, I just did the math. It's like 1.384 million of those. So that's going to be quite a lot. And what's cool is that there's a lot of different varieties on here and it looks like there's, there's going to be some cool burn mechanisms, which I was unaware of. So we have their, uh, the 70th anniversary variants. They have a rainbow version, which I think is the rare independence day cards. I've seen some styles of these on, on bunt, but then you get down to these, these Epic exclusives, which Epic exclusive, they wouldn't normally be an Epic exclusive. I think normally they're called iconic, on MLB Bunt, but I think with with NFTs, people are used to being being called epics. But look at this one right here; these legendary exclusive cards. There's very few of these. But this is only there's only one of this one, and only one of of this one. Are there are there, are there multiple players that they're going to be one of? Uh,
2: I think this is um, even what I know of right now. Right, and and uh, uh, there are as you said the odds of getting some of these these super rare are super super low Mm
1: -hmm.
2: on the one hand that's like oh wow it's like a lottery ticket uh it's going to be hard to get but if you get it that thing is going to be valuable oh yeah and uh you know tops tops understands uh trading cards and uh, rarity really really well because i mean we learned stuff from them when we started working with them because they've been doing this for 70 years uh and their cards have done very very well uh, obviously rookie cards are particularly attractive for people and um, uh you know there's i think i i there's a lot of figures here but i think there's about over 700 players in uh in um the MLb and uh, uh i think there's There's many hundreds of players, but I, I don't know how many ultimately. Yeah. There's uh,
1: 30 teams and there's 26 people on the roster on each team. So that'd be 780 different players. So this is pretty much like if you were, you know, collecting an original OG baseball card set where there's 792 cards in it or whatever that normal, normal amount is. This is pretty much a full set.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we got every player is the only thing, but, but you know, there's a lot. And, 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 uh, for anybody who actually uh, does what we do, you know, makes, uh, conducts NFT sales, gets all this artwork, puts it on a blockchain. Uh, you uh, you realize when, you know, when I say like 1900 templates, uh, you know, a couple of hundred templates is a lot. I think our biggest to date has been uh, Street Fighter, which was 1100 templates.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, there were about Two thousand one hundred, I think it was two thousand. I mean, 2, 100 NFTs. So here you have uh, like nineteen hundred templates, and and you have one point, roughly one point four million NFTs. So there's there's uh, there's more rarity and scarcity with MLB with this series, mm-hmm. where I think it's gonna it's gonna sell out pretty fast. How,
0: how do uh, how is Wax and how is Tops? bringing mainstream attention to this and onboarding uh, people into the wax ecosystem
2: well by the way uh, the, the New York Times article and you know Business Insider and a whole bunch of sports uh, articles yesterday and then all the the press from the crypto world coin desk and coin Telegraph mm-hmm. I there were you know, a couple of hundred media mentions yesterday when, when we broke the news. So, uh, the New York times article I thought was very good. Uh, so I can tell you, uh, uh, we, we definitely reached a lot of people because, uh, the wax cloud wallet was temporary unavailable yesterday because we were just, we were just rushed with people trying to, uh, get a cloud wallet. And then we, um, you know, we passed yesterday, a lot of cool things happened yesterday. Uh, the announcement of MLB on WAX and then uh, 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 surpassing 1 million WAX cloud wallets, which I still think is the best wallet out there. I mean, the cloud wallet is such a cool concept. It's, it's a cloud wallet, right? So you don't need a piece of hardware. It uh, allows you, the owner, to uh, control your NFTs, to move them out of the wallet into uh, your own like hardware wallet, if you wanted to. But why would you keep it in the Wax Cloud Wallet? That's because of this really wonderful permissions-based feature in the Wax Cloud Wallet, where you, the owner of the wallet, are assigning uh, the uh, the Wax Cloud Wallet system permission to do certain operations out of convenience to you so you don't have to like process every sign every single transaction uh you know uh, especially if you're doing high speed stuff you're in a game for instance or that would be a pain uh having uh uh you know the sign on where you can use your social social logins whatever facebook or google or paypal those are all done via this permissions-based system and so it's not a custodial wallet. You are responsible for your Wax Cloud wallet. You uh, you control it. You can move stuff in and out of it, but you also get the automation of permitting the the wallet uh, software to conduct the the operations that normally in most wallets you would have to do yourself. And so mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a unique proposition right now.
1: I know the community wants to know. is like sometimes. I think that the Wax Cloud Wallet is is a great innovation. I think sometimes it gets a little cloggy, right? When a lot of people are all trying to hit go at the exact same time. And I, I don't, I've not seen any app anywhere that tops, you know, or uh, uh, NBA Top Shot included uh, any of them. When you got 20,000, 50,000 people all hitting go at the same time, like, how do you ensure that it doesn't glitch out? Because that's a hard thing. Like, how do you scale up on that back end to ensure? That everybody gets a seamless experience because I know that we've all had a few times with it, and it's like it just gets clogged because everybody's trying to do the same action at the same time, and it's not ready for that.
2: Well, what I ask is that I ask everybody to let uh, their neighbor participate in the in the sale of the of the NFT, and you just sit by and then buy in the secondary market at a higher price. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, of course, everybody. <laughs> bum rushes the, the, the wallet and tries to go do the sale at the same time, because that's the nature of, you know, NFT sales. Yeah. But um, as you know, we've done a few things to try to mitigate. There's the wallet. How do you make the wallet scale better? That's one. And then there's how do you reduce everybody's impulse to have to log on at that exact second? And, and we did that, uh, with the the Godzilla versus King Kong NFT sale, where what we did is we conducted that, I think it was for 24 hours, and you could buy uh, the packs. uh, uh, and, And by buying them though, you weren't, if you were the first one to get through the payment processing system, you didn't get mint one and number two got mint two. And because there's a random element in a Yeah, that pre-mints are what extent. people
1: like. They don't like that that gold rush. Everybody's trying to open them up as yeah. soon as they can. It kills it. So
2: we did pre-minting mm. and we said, look, you're just gonna buy, uh, when you pay, we're gonna separate the payment from the minting of the NFTs. I think that worked pretty well. So, you know, people had, 24 hours to go by, and then once they were, once that part was done, then um, people could go in and retrieve their, their NFTs, their packs, and those were randomly, um, randomly assigned. Uh, you know, whether you were the first one to have gotten your payment in, or whether you were the 500th one or 5,000th, uh, you had an equal chance of getting a Mint One NFT emit one pack and I think uh, people like that because you know we also live in an age of bots right so True. people oh God, program yes. software to mm-hmm. type faster than you can and uh, maybe we'll get around in this episode to alien world and we can talk about
0: so nobody that- types faster than me I'm the fastest typer <laughs> there is I'm better than any bots. Um, actually I I really want to stay focused on this launch because this is such a big deal. Is there anything else people need to know about, um, making purchases, limits on how many they can buy, how soon after they purchase, can they open?
1: Yeah. And that five week long event that happens after the launch.
2: Yeah. So here's what I'd say. We, um, uh, if you go to the website, right, you get, I think, all the details are there. I think we'll be putting out another blog post uh, to talk about it uh, uh, again, but um, we've tried to make it super simple. You know, show up on the 20th, uh, you know, use your credit card, uh, get uh, get your NFTs, and uh, uh, you know, soon you'll be able to trade. Uh, I uh, We had a lot of complicated ideas that we, we which would have been pretty cool things to do maybe we'll do them in future releases but since we knew we were going to get a ton of no coiners here you know people who have not owned crypto before uh haven't maybe ever had a wallet before um we wanted to make it really simple it's like going on any other sort of e-commerce shopping experience uh and uh and buying it except it's a it's an nft instead of uh whatever you know a t-shirt uh so it should be simple um the number of cards that we have as i've mentioned is uh is is the largest set we've ever done and and i do think it's worth noting for anyone who's like on a a, uh ethereum uh you could never ever do this on Ethereum, right? I mean, no way. yesterday, I think I was looking and the, the, average, the average fee was $13 yesterday uh, per transaction. I think the median fee was about eight bucks. Well, now imagine if you have five cards in a pack, so you would have five transaction fees. So that would be, uh, you know, call it $40 on, uh, on uh, Ethereum plus the pack is an NFT. So now that's whatever, $56. And the pack itself is, you know, whatever, 25 bucks. So it would just never, ever work. Uh, I think we did the math and it would cost like $30 million in fees or something <laughs> to actually do this on Ethereum. Wow,
0: that's crazy. And
2: so, you know, when I explain that to all these big brands that are coming to wax right now, uh, and we'll have a lot of great announcements soon. Uh, the thing that they see that is obvious is, if you want to be doing millions of NFTs, like millions, you know, there's really not many choices but but wax, particularly with the Wax Cloud Wallet, because you know, even if your even if your chain could handle millions, uh, your your wallet would probably not be designed for rapid trading, ease of use, which. You know, we came from op skins and, and before that video gaming. So we really designed a lot to, to, to do the things people want to do once they get their NFT. So those are, uh, you know, those are things that, yeah, you just can't do almost anywhere
0: else. Well, that's good stuff, William. Appreciate what? you coming on and sharing. Do you have, you have yeah. some more you want to say?
2: Uh, well, I know if you want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, Alien World.
0: Um, so let me, I'm just going to do a quick edit for myself here. This, we're actually planning on putting this as part of the nifty new show that we we're going to release tonight and put this interview in it. So I wasn't thinking we would go oh, super that's long, fine. But, no, no, no. But, that's but, perfect. but, but, but hang on, Trev. I mean, what would you think about just putting this out as a separate, you know, well, I think but- that's what
1: should be done because people are going to want to tune into just this aspect of it. I think the podcast that's can good. have it combined, the audio version, but what? I think the, uh, the YouTube separate them.
0: Okay. Oh. Well, let's, let's do a brief uh, piece on that. Cause I actually, I have to go. Um, no, no, no. To, you
2: know what? I think you're right. Let's just, we can actually let, do another one we'll, later. We'll do another show.
1: We'll do yeah, another yeah, yeah. one. So you got to edit this stuff. Yeah, after you yeah, got yeah. the next version, there's next couple big announcements to come out. Uh, then yeah. we can just do that and talk about all the stuff that's going on. Okay.
0: Out. So let me, uh, let me wrap it. And then uh, don't, don't leave yet though, Bill. Okay. Um, so excellent. Well, William Quigley, always happy to have you on the show, telling us what's coming. Can't wait to hear about the next announcements that'll be coming from Wax, yeah. and I guarantee you we are we're ready for uh, to buy some baseball cards. Uh, only this time, my mom won't be able to throw out the uh, the grocery bags of them while I'm away at school.
2: Yeah, or yeah, or eat your bubble gum.
0: True Thanks, story. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Bye. you, WQ, for the updates. Looking forward to. A big launch. It's a lot of packs. It's a lot of cards, but I think there's a big audience for this out there. So it'll be really interesting to see how it goes.
1: I'm excited. I mean, you think about it. I mean, I think I'm looking, I think my very first pack of collectibles that I got as a kid was I think it was 1977 or 78 when I got the um, the, the Star Wars cards. Those are my very first ones. And then in 1980, I think I got my first baseball card packer. 1980, no, it was 1981. Where I got my first baseball card packs, and uh, I remember because they had it was like little, it was like a kind of a reddish border, but then they each they had like a little baseball cap with the name of the team on it, like that. Was, and I was like, these are so awesome, and I, I was hooked, man. For for from like 80 81 until probably 91. And then I and then I got into some football cards, you know, some, because the football cards started getting really cool in the mid '90s. Like they started getting really good with their printing and the the thickness and there's like the refractors and the different. And now now cards are just the physical cards are just unbelievable with like with real artifacts from 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 games and from you know like oh here's a slice of the jersey from an actual game played thing and like mm. signatures and. The cards are phenomenal, and now taking those to the digital world, we were like, man, I, I can't wait until Tops brings baseball to WAX, and here it is.
0: Yep, it's finally arriving, so we'll be lining up to get some packs on the 20th, and uh, and you can too. The uh, the prices are better than Godzilla on this. Uh, Godzilla was $100 for a big pack for 30 cards. You get 45 cards. For 100 bucks in this case so it's a uh, much more about reasonable. two bucks a
1: pack about about two bucks two point something cents per card
0: right? yeah 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 so uh but they're not the same as the bunt cards are they because you you thought maybe well, they look different. Use... it's
1: a different series well they, they look very similar to the bunt cards but it's just a different it's just, it's a different style of cards that haven't been released on bunt. Mm. but i guess or, it's a whole complete set of just 18 yeah i'm right
0: yeah i think so all right, gang, that's going to wrap up this Nifty News episode. Friday live on the Nifty Show at 5 o'clock Eastern time. We've got four guests. I'll say Sandlot, Band, Exit Limbo, and Dr. Zamzi. Some really fascinating stuff coming your way. Join us live, and if you don't, watch the replay or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. Even though you can't really subscribe on Spotify, I think you could follow So stalk us there. And uh, any final nifty words, Zer Travis?
1: Yes, I want to say thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, uh, make sure to do all the things, right? Subscribe on on the YouTubes, because normally on every Friday at 5 o'clock Eastern is when we do the Nifty Show live. This one right here is not a live version, but we're live still. And so tune in while you can, because eventually we won't be here, but we will be NFTs forever.
0: Indeed. And until then, be nifty.